this episode, I talk with authors Michael Tishy and Evan Shelton. You may also know Evan from one of my favorite horror podcasts, The Lurking Transmission, or from his killer black metal band, Grave Gnosis. We talk about the upcoming music, film, and strange fiction festival that Evan and Michael are doing called VoidCon. Uh, this is this seems like it's going to be a really killer festival, and uh, highly recommend if uh, you're nearby or willing to make the trip, uh, check it out. It's it's going to be killer. So um, this was a fun episode talking with these two, and uh, I hope you dig it. After you're done with this episode, make sure you check out my fellow horsemen of the podcast apocalypse. Everything went black podcast into the necrosphere, the necromaniacs podcast. Break the Apocalypse, Iblis Manifestations, and the Soul Knox Podcast. And also, if you dig what I do, uh, leave me a good rating on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you listen to me at. I'm on all podcast platforms, and uh, also feel free to follow me on social media, rwolf666, that's on uh, Instagram, X, Facebook, all those different places. So, thanks so much for listening, and hope you enjoy. So, uh, yeah, guys, uh, thanks for being on my podcast. Oh, hey, happy to be here. Us, dude. Oh, yeah. Evan, this is our uh, second time talking and uh, first time talking with you, Michael. So pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah glad glad to meet you. Mm, he's a good dude. I can vouch for Michael. He's good. I can vouch for Brandon, too. He's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um. You're about to embark on a void con, yeah? Yes, yes, yeah, we are. Hopefully, it uh, hopefully it goes well. You know, um, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, sooner or later they will come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the I mean, day two. I, you know, they say like most businesses like lose money for the first five years. So, we, you know, we, we should definitely hope to beat that. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> so, man. We're not going to so, make so. it five years is, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> so, so please yeah. come out and support us. <laughs> yeah. Please come to our con. <laughs> so for uh, my listeners and stuff, can you all explain what VoidCon is and um, how, how, how do you get there and all that other good stuff? Sure, man. Um, we're in Huntington, West Virginia, October 13th and 14th. That's a Friday and a Saturday at the Hilton Doubletree in Huntington, West Virginia, which is right on downtown. The whole con is pretty much self-contained right there in the hotel. Everything's going to be happening in this big, like the ballroom thing that we rented downstairs and uh, elsewhere. And then we're closing down things with the after party the after party's like two blocks away from the hotel like diagonal across from the hotel um so uh you get there by i don't know getting your ass to huntington however you can there's a there's an airport <laughs> um if you got to mm-hmm. do that or or you can drive yourself there and then come down to the hilton double tree and and hang out with us it's uh it's gonna be, you know, it's a horror con, but it's also horror adjacent. So we got uh, just things that have like an unsettling sort of vibe, and and art that has an unsettling sort of vibe doesn't necessarily have to be straight horror. It's um, largely kind of literary, 
horror fiction based, but also we got filmmakers, we got visual artists. If all goes well, we'll also have some performance artists. If if all goes as as well as can possibly go, we'll also have some uh, some performers of the pornographic variety will be involved in boycott. Nice. <laughs> We're just trying to like <laughs> spread things things across art forms and um like i said do a horror and horror adjacent thing and do something that's different we're not doing cthulhu plushies and pay 40 bucks to get a photo of bruce campbell or whatever it's gonna be you know people you don't know underground artists and writers and filmmakers and none of that glad hand and like pay for a photo shit and um none of that cthulhu plushy shit is gonna be <laughs> we're trying to you know build a build a thing that you, you're not gonna get it, anywhere else it's like a, yeah i mean if you look at the list of authors that are coming like you know it leans heavy into that you know like like true kind of transgressional side of horror or like you know the the genre defying stuff you know like like you know, I mean, a lot of people like talk edgy, but like, you know, this shit really is edgy. <laughs> right, right. And not not edgy like rape fan edgy. Like it's, uh, you know, we're right. It's truly transgressive. Like Michael said, you got you got people that are they're going to take you outside of your box with the ideas that they put down in word form and. And that's that's largely what we built it around is is that sort of thing. So we're hoping to to create something a little different for people and, and hoping that people who show up will be into that vibe and help us uh, snowball it into a, another thing, a bigger thing next year. That's killer. And is this your uh, is this the first year doing this or like second year? Yeah, first first year. First year. Yeah. It's um it's really like a it's a piggyback off our. We did a book tour in 2022. Is that right, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Last, last it was it, it it was a year ago. This coming Labor Day weekend. So okay, okay. Uh, and we called that thing "Noise in the Void," and it was like our idea with "Noise in the Void" was it was a book tour that was also like a metal punk tour. And instead of you getting you know five or six bands. On a bill, you got five or six dudes reading from books that they were trying to sell to you from a table afterwards. And when it came time to try and put together another tour for this year, uh, largely me and, and Ed, Edwin, my partner at Cast Aid, were just kind of broke compared to last year. <laughs> we were mm-hmm. perhaps a little bit more financially stable uh, in the fall of 2022. And we're trying to figure out how to do another one, but how to do it cheaper, you know. And I was like, man, what if we did one thing somewhere for like a weekend and got people to come to us, you know? And Edwin's like, like a con, man. And I was like, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if we just do a con? And and it turned into this, you know. That's killer, man. Like I, I love the way you're doing this, how you are doing this, you know, making it like. Like you said, almost like a metal tour, but with like authors and shit, man, like really dark and underground stuff. I think that's really fucking cool. It's like almost a, a, a black metal book tour almost, you know what I mean? Like has a black metal, you know, nastiness feel to it. Yeah, that's that's what we're hoping for. You know, we want um, 
we wanted to feel, you know, we we wanted the feel of, of transgressive art to be brought to the space that we're presenting. We, we we want you to walk into a place that's that doesn't feel normal. That's going to take you outside of that. And and I think we've, you know, we're, we're, we'll see how it goes. It's hypothetical still. It's all still. Yeah. It's all I think still I, imagining. <laughs> with the roster that we've got, like, you know, it's I, I would say the statistical probability of it being like pretty fucking outrageous is is high <laughs> Word. yeah yeah i do too yeah we got some some heavy hitters and weird and transgressive horror you know um namely i mean for me don't and and also let me preface this by saying it's been a long day i've been out on the river in a tube for a few hours and my head <laughs> has been baked by uh, extreme heat and a lot of weed smoke and a few modellos so I'm going to certainly forget some people and, and pass some people over, but we got Joe Koch coming down and Joe don't fucking play. Like if you're a part of indie horror whatsoever, you know him. It's <laughs> like Joe's work right. is for me fucking top of the heap as far as weirdness and, and, you know, just like a dazzling fucking skill level. Like you read yeah, Joe's shit yeah. and like, he's like somebody who, Whatever, if things were different, Joe's shit would be in Barnes and Noble. It would be blowing up yeah. everywhere. You know, he's like the fucking David Lynch of, <laughs> of like indie horror. Right. Um, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and we got Kyle Winkler. Kyle Winkler's shit fucking hits hard and weird. <laughs> uh, we got uh, Charlene Ellsby, who is you know. Dare I say a, a better Chuck Palahniuk? No. Nice. <laughs> yes. Just like Charlene's shit is, uh, there's no end to how nasty and weird and and dark it's gonna get. But it also, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I ain't read all of Charlene's stuff, but I I don't think she fucks around with supernatural stuff at all. I think it's all kind of like grounded straight up human horror but it's fucking filthy and disturbing just yeah it, is. it, it goes it goes <laughs> so fucking hard i mean the thing is you know i like the polaniac you know comparison although you know i think i mean polaniac like like kind of uh delves into like the whimsical a little bit more um you know like like charlene is in touch with sure like the the very worst impulses that fucking flash into people's brains that they're ashamed to talk about and don't think other people feel and she just <laughs> fucking lays it all out on the page and it's just like holy <laughs> fucking shit like <laughs> Nasty. Yeah, like you don't feel seen by her stuff so much as you feel like you know the guy crawling along the prison wall with the spotlight on you. Like fuck. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. Nice. laughs> D- discovered. Yeah. yeah. And then would, we got. Go on. Oh, go ahead. I was saying, is she the most? Uh, would you say the most extreme out of the guests there when it comes to authors and stuff? Or? Oh, I, I mean, it's hard to say on the, in, in this roster. I mean, Paula Ash is coming. Her stuff is fucking crazy too i don't know if you've read we are here to hurt each other but there's no, some I'm... stuff in there that goes really goddamn hard um of Sierra, like um yeah OF that, nasty it, too. To, in my opinion the roster that we've got are like the people that like that that you should be paying attention to in terms of like up and coming like 
like legit horror writers that are doing something really interesting with the genre, you know, instead of kind of just rehashing the same tropes and, mm-hmm. you know, like, like I've heard somebody, I remember like when like COVID was going down and somebody was like talking about how they had returned to horror because, because they found it, like they found it comforting. And the reason why they found it comforting is, was because of a certain predictability in in terms of how the the stories play out, like that there's these, you know, tr- oh. these traditional stories that they that they like returning to, and mm-hmm. I'm not like I'm not gonna, well. you know, I'm not gonna shit on somebody for that, but that's not like the horror that I'm interested in. Like I'm in I'm interested in the shit that like takes you sure. to places you haven't been before, and you know uses genre as a way to like you know to 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 really push you know push the literary envelope you know so mm-hmm. and that's what we got nice that, that sounds fucking killer like uh, a lot of these authors i need to get my ass up and uh and read uh, i'm still like stuck on certain authors i read all the time i need to get more in the underground stuff there's so much good shit out there and you know yeah yeah i'm yeah. the same dude like i'm i'm real bad about reading the same eight or ten people that I've been reading my whole <laughs> life, but I've I've spent the past couple of years, you know, um, digging more into in the indie stuff, and I found a lot of a lot of great writers. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing any of this if we hadn't if I hadn't found cool writers, and you know, the, not a single person was invited to Voicon if we don't believe in them a hundred percent. You know, mm-hmm. like nobody was invited just because they could afford to pay for their table. Or, or just, just because be, they're popular, or or whatever. exactly like you didn't invite anybody just because you thought that they would be a draw. I mean, like we, you know, we the the people we invited, I goddamn hope should be a draw for for right. people, but you know, right. But are they like obvious big draws? No, you know, um, well, not not all of them anyway. Uh, there are a few, but you know, I mean, I, we have Brian Keane. Brian Keane is a man who. He ain't got no day job. Brian Keene makes his money with words about fucking werewolves and dudes with swords and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, he might be the only one. Michael's he the only, the only cat we got coming to Port Con who's like a not a day job writer. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> who's a like, mom, know, I'm a just... real writer, writer. <laughs> I, th- I think I think Brian is is perhaps our guy when it comes to that, um, you know, and he does great. I mean, Brian, Brian, like I said, Brian pays the bills with words. And that's Oops. dope, and nice. he has people show up when he shows up somewhere. So he's our draw. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've read uh, Dark Hollow by him, but I haven't really ventured into the rest of his stuff, man. Oh, but shit. I really need well, to. What was that like? What's that? Dark Hollow. Do you remember? What was it about? Shit, it's been a long time since I read that one. Wasn't that a werewolf one, or am I mistaken oh, on shit. that? Oh, shit. Okay, cool. I, I, can't rem- I can't remember for sure now. I just, I'm pretty sure I read that one back in the day. Nice. Nice. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I really, um, I need to read his stuff, you know. There's... There's a few people that are coming to the con that I have yet to read their any of their stuff. And I'm trying to at least like track down a short story from every single person so that when I show up, I'll have read something from everybody, you know, 
because part of it is a writer nerd thing part of it is a like putting creators together to to network to get to know each other perhaps Mm -hmm. create something cool out of this meeting you know and um, yeah i mean i like i I think i've i've said before i think it's you know like it's the the kind of community we're trying to build is like you know a place for people who who you know don't really feel like they have a place in in you know kind of a lot of the the sort of mainstream corners of horror so you right. know Which i think was... I, yeah go on. yeah i think kind of you know providing a space for for those people to kind of make those connections i think is you know is is is, is a really valuable thing cool yeah yeah and that was that's part of part of what went into who we chose to invite to the thing, right. Was we wanted people who people who you don't already see on all the cons already people who you don't already see smashing fucking great book deals and getting shit tons of publicity. And, you know, and also, you know, we avoided the kind of people that we see doing what writer nerds call transactional exchange and friendship, which is just sort of like that. The people that you, you only, their whole internet presence is just like kissing other creators' asses to try and make homies and climb some kind of ladder or whatever. We just like, we wanted a real connections, people that we felt like we had a real connection with and people that we felt like we didn't see doing that shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no that's cool because i mean there's plenty other like uh mainstream conventions and all for that i, I like that i like how this one is being set up man like this sounds so like dark and gritty and you know uh, dangerous <laughs> I, I love that shit you know yeah i hope so man we certainly with the films that we're screening you know um we ain't watch it well redneck zombies is a fun movie but it's also still really grimy and it's it's also still really dark but uh but the other two movies that we're screening are real kick in the nuts kind of nasty ass movies (laughs) can you talk about those or sure sure i don't know if you're like trying to keep it a secret or anything until you get to the con or not (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no problem well so let me the the redneck zombies thing that's gonna be rad because we got this guy who goes by the name Gringo Fantastico and Gringo Fantastico has a show on trauma now, which is trauma's streaming service. Mm-hmm. And it's called uh disaster piece. Wait, excuse me. Fantastico disaster piece theater is what it's called. <laughs> and he does sort of a classic horror host thing, right? Like he's, he's screening B movies and he's clowning and interjecting and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, like him and our homie Krista Pollier, who's a great writer and will be there tabling herself, she directs this show that we're talking about, this disaster piece theater. They know Lloyd Kaufman, right? Like they know Uncle Lloyd because they work with trauma. Right. And we got them to ask Lloyd if we could screen a trauma movie. And he was like, depends on which one, ask, ask him which one. And I said, ask him about Redneck Zombies. And he was like, yeah, sure. Knock, knock yourselves out. So uh, Redneck Zombies yeah. is a shot on video zombie movie. that's you know, it's a horror comedy, but also it's 
fucking full on disturbing at some point. <laughs> right. <it's>, um, <laughs> but it's also ridiculous because it's fucking trauma. Uh, and then we've got uh, Derek Carey from Astro Radio Z, <clears throat> the awesome fucking cult film podcast. He's coming to screen his film Hole in the Wall. And Hole in the Wall is an anthology film. It's him and a bunch of Midwestern homies of his that are all filmmakers. And Hole in the Wall is, and I'm not even fucking around here, it's like old school John Waters. I don't mean Hollywood John Waters. I mean like OG John Waters. Like you're you going to see somebody's asshole in this movie. Um, that kind of john waters mixed with eating dog turds john waters yeah eating dog turds john waters mixed with like i don't the something 70s and grimy like toby hooper or something just um it's a wild fucking movie and uh it's gonna they're gonna be people looking at us like what the fuck are you making us watch (laughs) (laughs) and i can't wait Uh, Derek directed one of the five stories i think that it's in that's in it and he also directed the the wraparound story Mm -hmm. which takes place you know between the others and um yeah it's uh Again, a truly transgressive film in a lot of ways, in in classic exploitation ways, where it's just really fucking gross at times. <clears throat> right. But then also, it also you know is artful and has things to say, and um, you know it, it runs the whole the whole spectrum of from exploitation to transgression. And then we have Scooter McRae coming. Scooter McRae is a filmmaker who. He did Shatter Dead, which is my favorite shot on video horror film of all time. Mm-hmm. It's a crazy ass fucking zombie movie. And he did Sixteen Tongues, which is a sort of cyberpunk noir with a little bit of porn mixed in thing. And then his newest flick is called Saint Frankenstein. <clears throat> and it is about Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But in the modern era, or maybe even like the near future, and Frankenstein has uh, it has gone full transhuman with it because they are immortal and they can interchange their parts, right? Nice. So like Frank can just Frank doesn't have to be a man or a woman. Frank can be whatever they want, and that's what they're doing. Is they're uh, they have uh, surgically altered themselves into this sort of really exotic um, lover, and they meet up with people on the internet to fuck. And the movie is is Frank meeting up with somebody in a hotel to fuck. And wow. <laughs> Frankenstein's played by Melanie Gatos, the the model and actor, and. I don't know if you if you fucking Googled Melanie Gatos, you would be like, oh, I know her because she's mm-hmm. such a striking figure. Like she has um, she has some some manner of genetic condition, which makes her uh, like hairless. And um, I, I think she also doesn't have pores or something. She's like Michael Berryman. I think she has the same condition that Michael Berryman has. And she's she's like a really striking figure. Right. And uh, she yeah, she plays Frankenstein and saying Frankenstein, and that's what we're screening 
with with Scooter there to hang out and, and talk about it and talk about making movies in New York in the late 80s and the 90s and the pop scene and that sort nice. of thing. <clears throat> that's, that's badass. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, Redneck Zombies. I haven't seen the other two, so that's super mm. interesting to me. They they sound up my alley. I do like watching some crazy shit. You know, yeah. I don't. Oh yeah, I know you did some shot on video stuff. Yeah, I, I think one of the worst ones that kind of killed my weekend, man. And this is like, it's it's not super underground. Everybody knows what this film is. It was especially now, you know, Gummo, right? Gummo. Oh hell yeah, weekend, yeah, yeah. It's just got the cat killing in there, dude. <laughs> is what fucked me up. Everything else, I, you know, I don't give a shit. But like the cat stuff, I'm like, god damn, man. I can deal with people dying and shit all day long, blood and guts, but like animal stuff kind of gets me a little bit, you know, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about like a a black metal movie, like a feel dangerous movie. Like That's gummo. Great soundtrack, too. (laughs) Hell yeah. 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 It's funny. We were, um, Edwin was like, we should try and get Harmony Corinne to come to Voicon. I was like, oh, that would be perfect. <laughs> that might have been but, a little out of no. budget. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. You never know with him Karen though. Says they're no longer interested in making movies, right? Like, right? Did you see well, that interview? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, we'll see. I think if somebody gave him the money, he'd make a movie. But yeah, the last movie he it. did was Spring Breakers, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, think I think so, so. right? I think that, <laughs> that movie's fucking weird as shit. Yeah, yeah definitely weird. Shit. It's not near as like yeah. shocking for us stuff, you know, but it is super entertaining. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. May you be surprised though, well, what some like, people? Oh, go on, Michael. I it's just it's one of those movies too where like I mean I saw it like when it first came to streaming and you know i i i pride myself on being out of the loop in a lot of ways so that like i don't spoil or shit for myself like so i'm not on like a lot of like movie pages or anything like that like so like it's the kind of movie where i knew absolutely nothing about it going in i didn't even know harmony Corinne did it until later and so it's like you don't know what you're watching at first, you know, like, it's right. just like, what, what the, like, like, what the fuck is like, what kind of story <laughs> is this? You know, like, it's just so oh, like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the fun mm. of it to me. It's like one of those movies. that's like an experience the first time that you, it, you know, and, and it's great that like, there's no way you're going to recapture that because like, you know, you're not going to be like dumbstruck by it the second time. <laughs> right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that one was wild, and I I didn't expect that. I, I knew he was doing it and stuff, but the way it looked, it was so like bright and shiny looking and glossy. I'm like, uh, this is, what is this shit? Like, did he go like super mainstream with it or whatever? But he still kind of kept that like unpredictable weirdness about it, you know? Still enjoyable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go back and watch fucking kids that one that's another movie that i would say will ruin your weekend this is so fucking oh, depressing yeah. man oh yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah and half those kids are really just fucking they weren't even actors man and it's like local skateboarders or there's local kids there and a lot of them kids yeah. died super early and stuff man like in real life it was fucking brutal didn't he make like yeah. some kind of post-apocalyptic like like fucking like throwback like like a sci-fi movie i swear <laughs> Like, I don't know, back in the days when I was working at a video store, like, I swear, I remember, and it, I could have just completely fucking concocted this shit. I was doing a lot of drugs at the time, but, 
Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to dig into that. <laughs> I should have done my research before, like you know, talking out of hand. No, no, just make <laughs> it up, man. We're on the air. <clears throat> Whatever uh, you yeah. say is a cold hard fact. I know we did uh, trash humpers, but I wouldn't call that post-apocalyptic. <laughs> have you all seen trash humpers? That was yeah. I, I was like, I don't think so. Post-apocalyptic. Oh, yeah, trash humpers is crazy as fuck. It's just fucking weird, man. Like people in old old people mass humping trash cans and this is just super yeah. fucking weird. I don't know if I would call it a yeah. movie, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think one of the latest like uh, mm. things I've seen. Well, this has been more than a few years ago, and I always recommend this. People was like, "Hey, what's the most brutal movie to watch?" Or whatever. I was like, "All right, I got one for you. You ever heard of a tross? Have y'all seen a tross before? <laughs> it's also known as atrocious in the states." Uh-uh, no, I don't think so, man. <laughs> oh, no. God. All right, yeah, this this one's uh, extremely brutal. It's a, a Mexican film, and it deals with, like, uh, cartel stuff and everything. I classify it as a horror film. It is it's extreme as fuck, as long as I guess you see the one that's, like, uncut and everything, which that was streaming on Tubi, and it goes by Atroz, but it also goes by Atrocious, so you see either one of those two. But uh, one of oh. the most extreme things I've ever seen, there's one scene in there where they – uh. And it's all super realistic with the violence. Uh, they're like gutting this one guy, and they got like a bag over his head, and they start. They took the bag off his head and started feeding the shit out of his intestines. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, and it looks Jesus extremely Christ. brutal, man. Yeah, there's there's no there's like, like trauma like, look to it or nothing. This is like goddamn death, but like scripted and straight up as a cartel horror flick. <laughs> yeah, it's a one and done. Like I watch it one time, I'm well, good. Like it, I, I appreciate yeah. what it did and everything, but I always recommend that to people. Like, oh, I need to see something brutal, man. What's the most brutal movie? Because as soon as you tell somebody, oh, you like horror, they're like, what's the most brutal movie? I'm like, okay, I got one for you, and it's fucking traumatizing forever. Yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah. yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, that well. So that reminds me of what I was gonna say earlier, which was uh. You know, I was like, uh, Edwin said we should try and get Harmony Corinne. And again, it might be out of budget, but you might be surprised, like, who would show up for nothing. <clears throat> um, and Felissa Rose is one. So we, uh, you know, listeners of Horror Wolf 666, Evan Dean Shelton, yours truly, is I go way back with Barbara Crampton. I'm DM homies of Barbara Crampton. Man. Me and Cranston be yucking it up in the DMs. And I've seen it. Now. I'm right there with you on Twitter with that or whatever the fuck it's called now. Barbara Crampton's a fucking vampire. She's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So yeah, she literally looks better every year. It, it's oh, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, yes. So we decided to do this cod. I'm like, well, I'm going to see it. Barbara will come. You know, I know that's ridiculous. And it's a, you know, there's no way she's going to say, yeah, but I'm going to ask her. And so I hit her up. And she was like, look, I just I don't do first year cons for anybody, period, because <clears throat> I don't want to ask you for money up front because I know you don't have any and you're trying to build something. And because it's first year, I'm probably not going to there probably won't be enough people there, you know, to make it worth my while. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's totally fair. You know, oh, yeah, the woman lives in fucking L.A. somewhere and. Or to ask her to come to bumfuck West Virginia for nothing to hang out with, like, you know, who knows if nobody fucking shows up, it'll just be us 60 nerds sitting around on tables, like trying to sell each other shit. And right. to have Crampton there would be 
you know, embarrassing to say the least. And uh, so I got it, you know, but she was like, look, here's the number to my agency and my agent's name. This is his email. He's really fucking cool. Felissa Rose is is with his agency as well. I happen to know that she has no guarantee and will do wild shit and is really fun and cool. Hit her up and and call him, you know, call my agent and ask him to give you the list of people who have no guarantee and then start hitting people up, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I actually, other than contacting Felissa Rose, I did not follow up on any of that. I actually didn't ever call Crampton's agent or email him or anything because it's like like I said we're not trying to do that thing right you know? yep. we just invited Crampton because it's fucking Crampton you know yeah but, yeah you got to you got to fucking least try and that's cool yeah. she got back to you like that <laughs> I mean like, she give you all that fucking free information that's pretty fucking cool oh, yeah yeah she was so cool about it and and with Felissa like I invited Felissa because I feel like she rides that line where Voicom wants to be, you know, like she mm-hmm. was in a transgressive horror movie that still to this day makes people not sure what to think. Right. You know? Um, and, uh, and she's a fucking hoot. You know, we all know from being last drive in fans that she's just fucking hilarious and cool to be around. It seems. And, and she'd be like a cool addition. And I, we were gonna, you know, our pitch to her was, come and uh tell stories about you know sleepaway camp just mm-hmm. just like plug us right into what it was like when you were a kid making that movie and you know forget the discourse around it like just just tell us some fucking some some behind the scenes scoop on fucking making that thing right but uh you know felissa rose did not respond to our emails <laughs> Cool. Yeah, she's she's always so damn busy because I've uh, contacted her, sure. with her before yeah, too, yeah. and she's got back to me before. But like the, all yeah. the cons and all she does, she's constantly fucking doing those. Hell she's all, yeah. I mean, she's so fucking busy, but she's such a badass. Like her and Barbara Crampton are the fucking best, man. And oh, it's yeah. cool too, like when you're on Twitter and shit, and when we're doing like our Joe Bob night, where we're doing a live tweeting, they fucking tweet back at you. I'm like, that's just the coolest shit. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. They're cool. And yeah, I'm sure like to give Phyllis a rose at, you know, we're like two weeks before Halloween with Voicon. So to give Phyllis a rose to come to your thing just before Halloween, you probably need to holler at her like a year and a half out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> I bet she's busy as fuck, like from the beginning of October to the end. But that's yes. total goals for like the next one y'all do. Mm-hmm. You know, you can totally get her ahead of time and stuff mm-hmm. and just be ready to go. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Barbara Crampton and Fliss Rose. Get both of them there <laughs> on the yeah, second year. Be, oh, man. You have so many people rad. flying out. You're fucking killing. <laughs> and hopefully, uh, next year I'd be to make it up there to see y'all. You know, y'all do the second one and everything. So that'd be fucking that'd cool. That'd be dope, man. Last time I was great. in West Virginia, I was playing in West Virginia and I got fucking sick right i think it was right before we played the show i ended up eating subway for breakfast dude and it was oh. the worst sick i've ever had ever dude i could not stop yeah. throwing up and everything else <laughs> it was bad oh. we we're up there by like the where are those caves are up in uh where's the fucking uh like cool ass caves up in west virginia and um is it oh, lawrence? I, uh no not lawrence i just know mammoth in kentucky but okay i know what i know of what you're talking about 
Yeah, it's out in a super hilly place. I just can't remember the fucking name of the damn town. But anyways, it was a super cool town. It had these really awesome caves and all. And, like, you could go in there. People were playing instruments in the caves and shit. And, like, with all the killer acoustics. And I couldn't even get out of fucking... I couldn't get out of the hotel room. (laughs) The fucking West Virginia subway fucked me up. (laughs) Oh, man. Damn. We still ended up playing a good show that night, though. So that was good. I I got better luck. So, yeah. You could have just you you could have just uh, gone like full on like crazy and just barfed like in the middle of your set, you know. So (laughs) I don't know. Have have you ever seen that famous video of the dude from Rewake, like just like in mid song, just like like going like oh, and just like a giant amount of vomit coming out of his mouth, and then he just keeps singing. Shit, Um, I haven't seen that one. (laughs) I was at I was at Maryland Death Fest. I was like six feet away from that dude when that happened. (laughs) What band was it? Rewake? Like oh, I don't mean, know if I'm pronouncing you mean wake? it right. Like, is it R W A K E? Yes, Wake, Wake, yeah. Wake's awesome. I'm friends with the lead singer of that band C T. I've had him on the podcast okay. before. So it was C T yeah. throwing oh, up the... He's the dude, I'm pretty sure, who just Yeah, he's a singer. Like, yeah, like look it look it up on YouTube. <laughs> That's that shit was fucking wild, man. It was and like and, and everybody there, you know, I mean like having having experienced that everybody just assumed like dude was just like shit based fucked up and he's just like posting later he's just like no i had the fucking flu like like i hadn't had anything to drink i was just that fucking wrecked and it was like you know you're fucking oh, what are you man. gonna do like sit out yeah. your set at maryland death mm-hmm. fest so it's yeah. pretty like, fucking it, metal you keep on going like, like that 10 years yeah. ago at least but yeah yeah wake is right so on. good dude i've seen them uh uh, where was it at? It was at the Masquerade, the old Masquerade in Georgia before I guess they made the new one. It was them. Uh, they were playing with Neurosis, and Neurosis is one of my oh, favorite bands of all that's time. A fucking great combo. Oh, best show ever. I don't think it's been topped yet. And I've seen a lot of cool bands. I think the Wake yeah. and Neurosis show was just a fucking. It was just a, I guess a spiritual experience. You know what I mean? Like it was oh, something. Yeah, yeah insane. Mm, killer. Uh, from what I understand, they fucking they moved back to the original Masquerade location. Oh, as I, I haven't been down there in a long time, so That's I didn't know that. That's what folks are, are telling me. <clears throat> I haven't mm. been up there since they moved. I, I never went to when they were down in underground Atlanta for a little while. But, you know, friends of mine went and said it was terrible. What, the new <laughs> one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but if they're back in the old one, sweet. Yeah, that, that would be cool if they are back at the old one. So I yeah. uh, yeah, don't know on that one. Next show I'm going to is going to be uh, not in Georgia. It's going to be in South Carolina. It's going to be at the uh, it's Primitive Man and Crowbar is going on tour. I don't know if y'all know that, but they're going oh, a okay. big-ass fucking tour, dude. And if you've never seen Primitive nice. Man, or you know, they're so nasty. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually listened to them in a while. Oh, they're just so fucking angry, you know, like Ethan's lyrics and fucking, they're just yeah. fucking angry as shit, man. And I love it. Best workout music. I usually tag you with some of that good workout music. So, you know, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get good responses off the, or uh, workout motivation tweets or on X or whatever fuck it's called now, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I call it X, my my girlfriend's always like, what do you call it, X? I'm like, that's what it's called. What? That's what it's called. <laughs> it's not Twitter anymore, man. It's X. No. 
That's so wild. Like after all these years of having Twitter, and now it's called fucking X. And then the thing on the phone well, looks just like the Threads app. Like they're the same color and almost like a similar design. So I'm confused of what's what sometimes. You know. Oh, well, really? you know that's that's always the most sound business decision to do with like a brand that's highly recognizable and like well known for like a decade is yeah. to rebrand re, rebrand it with the most generic name possible. Right. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> like great. I'm not a big conspiracy guy, but like the the idea, the conspiracy, like it makes way more sense that Elon is trying to like run this thing into the ground than it does that he's just that bad at what he's doing. Like, yeah, like, right, right. You know, it makes way right. more sense that he's trying to subvert like what Twitter is represented, like which you know it like largely. You know, throughout the world, it's been an, an incredible like communication asset for like, you know, people in places where like, you know, they're like seriously, um, you know, being suppressed by government or whatever, you know, and like mm. a, a time and again, it was like, you know, people were using it to communicate during protests and shit like that. So it's like, right. you know, it's definitely like a, like, like its essence is a, as a subversive thing. So it absolutely makes sense to me that it's just like, Hey, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we don't have to make a competitor. We just have to like get a hold of this thing and turn it into something utterly unusable. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's yeah. wild on there now. There's so many porn bots on there now and like, you know, and, bots and like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> the, it's 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 yeah. impossible to block like I it used to be you could like, you know, like like if you did a steady job of blocking advertisers, like, you know, you, you didn't see a lot of them on your feed. There's just too many now. It's like impossible. Plus, mm-hmm. I'm fairly convinced that they like do like hard resets on your account on a regular basis. So shit that you blocked is just no longer blocked because right. I swear oh. I've blocked some of the same like accounts like three or four times now. Damn. And I use that. I've, I've used Twitter so much for like promotion with the band stuff and also with the podcast. Those are the reason I even have social media is it's all for promotion. I started using social media when I was in a my band and stuff, my my full band, and now I just do my synth stuff, my independent stuff I'm doing now. But that's the whole reason I have in social media was like the promotion aspect. And now what they're doing with the Twitter X, whatever the fuck it's called in there, like they're kind of fucking some shit up, man. I'm like, I can't really reach the people I used to be able to reach because you got so much dumb shit in the way now. Oh yeah, right. I mean, like you 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 know, it, I'm the same way, and it's just like okay, like. Now on across like three different platforms, I'm I'm not getting you know as as much like you know response to posts as I was just on that one you know and so it's like you're you're having to work three times as hard and getting like a quarter of of the the response to to your efforts yet yeah, right, terrible yeah, yeah. it uh, it so. kind of pushed me into making a. Uh, only for the podcast, the TikTok, and I, I did not want to do a TikTok for like ever. I, I was like, "Fuck this shit!" But I've been using clips from the podcast and making those into like little video samples, and I've been getting yeah. a really good response on there. I'm just trying to migrate people from there to check out the podcast. So I, you know, that's what I'm doing. So I doubt that is. I posted oh. a fucking video from uh, Ch- Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. Just a random clip of uh, of uh, Bill Mosley uh, saying one of his famous lines and you know, Chop Top and everything. And I'm getting twenty seven thousand views. Fucking Holy insane, shit. dude! Yeah, this is a simple clip. I took me like five minutes to edit the damn thing down and everything, and do all my little shit with that. Twenty-seven thousand views. I'm like, that is a, that's wild. So now sure. I have another idea how I'm gonna try to push that audience onto the podcast stuff. 
and I'm gonna see if it works. I'm gonna start this out next week, but I got a plan now. <laughs> trying to figure yeah. out the algorithm, you know, like it's wild. Man, right. twenty-seven thousand makes me want to want to <laughs> check out. <laughs> yeah. And if you just like like all like horror stuff or literature and everything, that's all you're gonna see. You're not gonna see those fucking idiots dancing and all that shit and fucking drinking chlorine or whatever the kids do nowadays. You won't see none of that shit. So <laughs> you yeah, can like well, keep the it. Kids like, won't be interested. Uh, yeah, if I if I went on t- TikTok, it's just gonna be videos of me like reading like heinous shit. <laughs> and they got people lose doing the kids that pretty quickly. They have people that do that. They just read literature and stuff, like little like clips and stuff of them reading and shit. And like, this is fucking cool. But, you know, and as you keep liking stuff like that, it'll stay that you won't see none of other garbage or whatever. So you will be followed by a few grandmas, like some really scary grandmas on there. That seems to be a thing with older folks. <laughs> I got some followers on there. I'm like, uh, what the fuck is this shit? Like some wrong turn type shit, you know? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Beware of that, you know, some wrong turns slash hills have eyes. I don't know how these people have phones or computers, but they do. And they will follow you on there. So this this is like a total sidebar, but I've been working my way through the wrong turn movies again. And like, oh, you know, like I have the box set and then like six isn't in the box set. So I had to buy that separately. So I finally watched six (laughs) yesterday. And and six is like (sighs) the most like fucking deranged and horniest of the fucking wrong turn movies yeah they don't it's give a like, fuck about the makeup in that one like you know how the wrong t- don't give a fuck about the makeup this is like all right you know <laughs> seriously like wrong turn six is like a, sh- a few penetration shots away from being like incest horror porn like it's just Yikes. like thematically it is like entirely about fucking incest you know <laughs> like, mm-hmm. oh wow <laughs> And it's like, and deviates, it's just like, oh yeah, we're going to show you a little bit of the fucking mutants, but really this is like the, you know, like the, the, the focus of this movie is more on the side of the family that is, you know, and, you know, they, they, the, the, the canon, the, I don't know, the mythology of wrong terms sort of like, like changes over the course of the six films to the point that it, it, by wrong turn six, like the idea is that there's like this old Southern family that's just fucking producing this, these mutant offspring. So they need like the, 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 the normal presenting fucking people to like, you know, fuck and make these mutants, I guess. I don't know. Oh shit. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a fucking wild ride. Like it's, you you know, sold me. I'll watch, I'm going to watch it. The third like, one's really good too. It's got Henry Rollins, and I think it's the third one's got oh, Henry that's Rollins. The second one. Wrong turn second one? Yeah, I like Henry the second Rollins. one. And, okay. and it's my favorite wrong turn movie because of that Rollins character. Like, I mean, I'm a fan of, of Rollins in like oh, television yeah. and movies in general, but like I feel like he really <laughs> like that that role was like fucking written for him. It's so fucking the shit that he does in that movie is so fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the I first two are definitely I, the best. I love. I, I read an interview with him once, and like he was talking about, you know, when he first started doing like television and movies, and um, he did uh, a shit. What's that motorcycle gang TV show he was doing? Sons of Anarchy. Um, yeah, when he was the was season, he was in Sons of Anarchy. Oh yeah, you know, like yeah, one of the yeah. the guys like took him aside after one of his scenes, and they're just like, dude, you know, you. you you don't need to go so hard <laughs> like, and and because he's he was just beating the shit out of himself and he's just like i you know he's like i'm not a fucking 
professional stuntman or an actor. So like if he's in a fight, he's just like tossing himself into shit. Like mm-hmm. just beating the fuck out of himself. He's like, I don't know. That's the only thing I knew how to do. <laughs> uh-huh. hmm. Yeah, I've known people that met him before. He is super, super intense on stage and off stage. He's a very intense person. (laughs) I've seen him do spoken word like a couple of times, and it's amazing. Like he's like he's channeled like ADHD power to like the you know to to the 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 you know the pinnacle that it can be taken to. Like he (laughs) he can stand in front of a crowd and like take little sips of water and fucking talk to you for like two and a half hours. It's, it's, it's fucking crazy. So, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, he's a trip. Gnarly. What were you about to say, Evan, about something that, have you seen something? You said something about that. Shit. Uh, Oh, right. A feast. Have you you ever seen a feast? Yeah, Feast was fucking wild as hell when that first came out. I think they did three of those too, and they just got crazier on each one. But well, the, first the first one was my one favorite. Was like a Project Greenlight movie, yes. right? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, was. Fucking, yeah. fucking Gulliger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clue Gulliger's fucking. Okay, son. so so like me and my friends were like watching that show as like the movie was being made, and then like when it came to the theater, me and a buddy went to see it like opening weekend. Oh and shit. So we're sitting in the theater, and there are not a lot of people in the theater. Right. But right. at one point, there's a scene where, like, you know, like, like they've, you know, they're surviving the night in this place, and like dawn's coming, and someone sitting in the theater said, "Sun's coming up," and like, I fucking quote that dude all the fucking time. <laughs> it was just the most like fucking dumb observation to make. Like Amy, Ugh. my wife, and I, we do like sun's coming. Like to this day, like fucking yeah. twenty years later, the sun's coming up. Because <laughs> like, they just said it like really plainly, like that too. Like, it's just like, like, like note to self or something. I'm just like, why do you fucking need? To that? Uh, <laughs> anyway, that's my memory of Feast. Like my strongest memory of Feast is the fucking weirdo in the theater who said sun's coming up. Nice. <laughs> and I, nice. I, I hope they hear this podcast and they're just. Yeah, hopefully they're listening. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, we need another feast movie if they are listening. I think we are due for another oh, feast. Feast yeah. four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might be actually feast five. You got it in you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's done like a damn thing since uh, feast uh, three. Well. <laughs> Poor dude. <laughs> Feast kind of reminds me in a weird way. It's like a, a Tremors type film in a weird way. Remember when the Tremors got legs? I think in the oh, yeah. second or when it kind of yeah. evolved a little bit. That's what they yeah. remind me of. Yeah, yeah, it's got a similar aesthetic. Yeah, you know, I mean it has like that. Horror. And just that kind of like, you know, harkens back to like kind of an old school like monster movie type story. Yeah, you know, creature, like feature stuff. Yeah. That's something we don't have enough of nowadays is the creature feature, man. I fucking love creature films, and we really don't have that many, you know? Right. No, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a niche thing, and, like, to do it right requires practical effects. Like, nobody wants to fuck around with anymore. Like, I don't know. I, I, I it, and yet, whenever weird, somebody so. makes one of those movies, like, people fucking love that shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm hoping for some. I actually I seen one today 
with a really badass creature, and then it was all practical effects. Let me uh, find the name of that real quick. Got oh, a screener nice. for it, and it just premiered on a Screenbox. And if y'all don't have Screenbox, I highly recommend getting Screenbox because uh, they've been uh, taken over by Bloody Disgusting, so they run it now. And uh, oh, the movies are getting on there just fucking killer. Right now, they're neck and neck with Shudder in terms of quality. And it might mm-hmm. be a little, little bit better on certain things as of right now, which is like really obscure, weird shit. But uh, the, the movie I'm talking about is called Subject, and it's by uh, by Tristan Barr. He's out of Australia, and um, I think this is his first like full length film, and it's really good, like sci fi horror, like real claustrophobic feeling. And there's like a creature yeah, in there. This guy's locked up, like uh, he was he was in the middle of going to jail, about to serve his sentence or whatever, and these scientists like pull him out of a van and kill everybody in the van, and then lock him in this fucking room. And they want him to like monitor this thing that's in this other room and make notes about it and stuff. And their creatures like mm. super fucking creepy looking, all practical. And uh, yeah, real shit. nightmarish looking. So yeah, it's out right now. Subject. Cool. Man, yeah. I, I was. They just added Pandorum to Hulu, and I just watched that for today for the first time in like oh. I don't know. It's been for yeah, fucking ever. Movie, and that's, man. I mean, that's all practical effects. Like, it's all like makeup yep. shit with like the monsters in that. And then, and like watching that, you just marvel at the fact that, that thing got made because like that movie, that movie had to have like a serious fucking budget. And like, hell yeah, know, there's like and it is a, people it is in that shit. Very much a niche. <laughs> like, yeah. I, <laughs> but it's fucking because it's just it's so it's just so weird. Like you know, it's got it's got kind of the martial arts stuff thrown in there. Uh-huh. Yeah. And everything, everyone is like, like acting their fucking asses off. Like it's just, like, yeah. it's, it, it's like, everyone is like ter- dialed up to 11. Like, it, it's, it's yeah. like, like this, the intensity of it is like, it just makes it kind of like, I mean, yeah, like almost like comically surreal at points, but it's, but it's just fucking great. It's just such a fun ride. Yeah, we need that we need damn more movie. Like that. It's mm-hmm. got fucking America's Gary Oldman, Ben Foster. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Ben Foster fucking kills it in that. And then um, Dennis that um, kills it. Everything is, that, is it De- yeah. Dennis Quaid that the, the plays the fucking psycho? Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Like, like that's like a head scratcher at that point because you're just like, how the fuck did they get Dennis Quaid to do this? And he just like slays it. Like you know, he's just. Oh man, that's that like period. Of, Dennis Quaid did a shit ton of movies in the mid 2000s. He must have had uh, some tax problems or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That man was killing it. No, dude. But, I'm but, but that you, was like, like that era in Ben Foster's career where he would just fucking take anything. And then, um, oh yeah, oh, yeah. He now he swung and missed. And like not like as an actor, but he chose some crap projects. Ben yeah. Foster did. But. And then uh, that Daryl Dixon dude is like in it briefly. Like, you know, he's what? He's, I don't even he, remember that. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's like he's from like a different crew and the guy runs into him and he gets murdered like almost immediately. So it's like he's in the okay. movie for like he's in the movie for five minutes just talking like crazy talk. And like, oh, you mean boy, Norman Reedus? Yeah. Yeah. Norman Reedus. Yeah, and yeah, he's like yeah. dumping like engine grease out of for some reason there's a fucking valve in the wall that you could just like spigot fucking engine grease onto oh. yourself to try to cover up his human smell and it just didn't really work very well for him apparently yeah but, i remember that norman yeah, reedus man. will always be scud from blade 2 to me 
Remember, oh, I remember, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, oh, I'm scud, and I fucking hate him in Blade too. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of his stuff. Like, I, I like Boondock Saints, but when I revisit and stuff, it doesn't really hold up that well. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it is but one like, of those movies that, yeah. In high school, it's like, oh man, you gotta see Boondock Saints. Everybody's, it was like a cult film, and it is still a cult film. But everybody's like, Boondock it's, Saints is the best movie ever made. And I finally watched it. I'm like, it's okay. It's pretty good, but it's mm, definitely not yeah. the best movie ever made. Like. Willem Dafoe is the most memorable part in it. And like when I was when before my knee sur- surgery, I would like regularly when intoxicated perform the there was a firefight where like he drops to his knees and throws <laughs> mm-hmm. his hands off. I just can't confidently drop to my left knee anymore. So like that, that's that I had to retire that bit. But like fucking Willem, I love Willem Dafoe in general. Like in everything. Oh, yeah. Like you know my my oh, dream yeah. is is to fucking cast him if if ever a movie is made of a book of mine like he's my dream cast like anyone else oh, man. can come or go oh man that's a uh, wow yeah yeah when he's I'd in a phase of his Will career where he's just making crazy shit now like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah i don't know if you guys have seen that inside like the movie that's like uh, i'm sure was shot during covid because it's just him and he's just trapped inside this fucking luxury apartment that he's trying to rob art from. Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen that, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 it's, same here. It, it's like a weird, like you know, because I think like it starts out as like you know you you think you know what you're getting into that it's this kind of like heist, um, kind of you know like survival horror story because once he gets locked in, it's just like this slow grind. But I think like at its core, like it's a it's like a story about like about the kind of the struggle of like like creating of like making art and his whole relationship with like as an art thief is this whole thing that he started out as like as an artist. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like and and he's reconciled like stealing this shit because nobody should be like just locking this stuff away like these you know like like the people (laughs) who can afford it but like you know over the course of the movie i mean i don't want to like spoiler it but like to me it's like it turns into this thing that's like kind of a journey about like you know the the like the, the the kind of the struggle of creating and like you know, and, and, and kind of, uh, almost like, like incidentally, like winding up with a product, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, uh, I don't oh. know. I, I, I mean, I, I recommend it. Huh. I think it's like, it's a really strange, like it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a really strange film that kind of like is, you know, like I started out watching it on and I was, I was just, I thought it was going to be like kind of a throwaway thing. And I feel like I've got to go back and watch it again now because like the first, like, you know, third to half of the movie, I wasn't paying that close of attention because I didn't know that like the movie I was watching was much more serious than like what I thought I was getting into, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. I like that kind of shit. Yeah. They did a crap job advertising it. Be honest with you, because mm-hmm. it, oh, yeah. it just looked—it looked like a pandemic movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's not—it's not marketed well at all. And I, you know, I think that happens a lot too. Like, I don't think, you know, I think what happens is if you have a, a movie that like that has like a, a an intellectual heart to it, but like is like ostensibly like you know something that's like a little bit more palatable, that they're gonna lean into that palatable shit. And like those of us who aren't 
aren't really looking for that <laughs> are, yeah. are, are, are not going to like necessarily find that the, the, the promotion appealing. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Hey, when they cut trailers like that, I try to avoid trailers for anything because nowadays it shows so much. Oh, it kind of just ruins it. You know, <laughs> if I ever watch a trailer oh, yeah. at all, like, like my, my, my approach is always that like I start, I'll, you know, if I know I want to see a movie anyway, I won't watch a trailer at all. If I'm not, if I'm on the fence or whatever, I will watch it up to the point where I decide that I want to see the movie and then I will immediately stop watching the trailer. And that's, you know, usually before the halfway point, I've made that decision because like, yeah, if you if you watch it to the end, it's just like, you know, I didn't ask for the fucking cliff notes of the movie, man. Like, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make me want to watch the movie like, so, yeah, sell the movie. Don't give me the whole movie now <laughs> yeah 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 i try to stick to the magazines and stuff like rue morgue or fangory or something like that. i just i read a write-up on a movie that i want to see i won't watch a trailer and i'm like all right cool this adds mystery to it because it's not like giving every fucking thing away yeah right and you look at old trailers and they understood that like they you know the like like i love watching trailers for like movies from like the 80s and 90s where it's like, you know, that they understood the pe- that like that what they were shooting for was the tease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like right. it was like yeah, it, yeah, it was yeah. to it was to entice you and they might, you know, they might throw you like a a bone in terms of like, you know, like there might be something really cool in the movie that they give you just a little taste of, but they're not even going to necessarily give you those parts in order. So there's no way you're like making a sensible whole out of that. It's just like fuck this this shit looks crazy. I need to see this. <laughs> right. Yeah, it would totally entice you to you want to go watch it. When like, all right, cool. Well, this happened here. This is all the big explosions. All right, so I don't need to watch this. I'm good. You know, the older ones like definitely yeah. entice you to go fucking see the shit. Yeah, it is funny how it's like it. it, it I haven't really thought about it quite like that, but it is. It's like trailers are cliff notes of movies now instead of you know a teaser. I think it kind of appeals to uh, everybody's like, uh, um, I guess, having like all the social media and their phones, like our attention spans have dwindled, you know, even myself, like, uh, and I'm old school and stuff like that. Like, you know, I was out before all this shit was here. Like, I noticed my attention span is not what it used to be. And I got to try to control that because that's bullshit. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I like being <laughs> bored sometimes, you know, but with these phones and shit, like it yeah. ruins your attention span. It's horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to admit the same, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, when I <clears throat> there was like a gap where I was doing very little reading for several years because I was just when I first started work working in, in my field, it was you know I was just fucking ground down, like I just didn't have the energy for that stuff. And when I first started coming back to reading, Ernest, like you know, you become aware of the effect that stuff has had on you because you're just like. You know, it's like you're looking at your phone every like five pages mm-hmm. and, and it it took time to like discipline myself to the point where I could like sit and just like immerse myself in a book again for like, you know, a couple of hours at a time. Like, right. So but yeah, it is like that stuff slips away from you and you don't really know that it's going. Yeah, it's so important to actually read a book like, it, you know, just for like communication skills and vocabulary and everything else like that it's so important just to sit there and fucking read and i love audiobooks too now audiobooks are great but 
There's also there's just nothing like sitting down and reading a book and then you know you're trying to check your phone every like you said five pages or so and that just fucks and everything up. Yeah, just allowing yourself to get lost in in a world like that, you know that like that's a it's a relationship right between you and the author. Like they're they're concocting it for you, but you're also creating a version of it in your mind as you go. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's such an amazing thing. And like yeah, you know just just to to like. It's, yeah, I think it's 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 worth the effort to 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 maintain the your ability to to sustain that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dude, I, I, yeah. I totally miss being bored. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being truly <laughs> bored. Like I'm like I kind of look back on like, man, I fucking miss that shit and nostalgia of it all. You know, like I remember where I didn't have <laughs> shit I could just fucking pick up and Google everything in the fucking world. I I sat here and stared at a fucking wall. I was bored, but I kind of miss <laughs> that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> sure. technology is yeah, cool yeah. and everything but it uh it's uh if we are if we ever lose all this like technology say like we just fucking lose everything like uh, uh electric wise and power grid wise we're fucked <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we are fucked <laughs> do you think there's a difference between listening to something and reading something like, I know people who are like, you know, like listening to something on Audible is not. You haven't read that book. I'm like, mm. yeah, the fuck you did. Yeah, that's still reading. <laughs> yeah, the same yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, it's not my thing, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't, it, I don't gatekeep that shit. Like, I think you know, some people just uh, gravitate to, to, you know, to like listening to books more than than reading them, and that's cool. Um, I think, well, hold up. I guess let me agree with, like, definitively, no, you haven't read it. I haven't read it. But I have consumed, I have been told the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what matters. Yeah, you're still consuming it and stuff. It's yeah, still, I mean, like, I, absorbing. There's, you know, yeah, there's different, you know, there's there's different opportunities. Like, you know, if if, if I'm reading a book and, like, something hits hard, and I want to, like, back up a few pages and, like, you know, really dig into that or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So there's things that, you know, there's things that different media, like, provide that other media don't. So, like, right, like, there's not, like, with an audio book, you know, I mean, I guess you could back it up, but I I don't think that's a thing people regularly do. (laughs) You know what? That's, dude, that's an interesting point, man, because I'm always, uh, harping on the how i think comic books are are my favorite of the storytelling mediums as far as as far as like uh the opportunity that you have within within the like i think comic books are the most you could pull off the most complex the most layered the most progressive shit possible in a comic book Mm -hmm. and that's part of why is because there's no set pace to a comic book you can stop and look back and flip back and forward like anytime you want right whereas a movie is fucking dictated to you you know 24 frames a second roughly whatever and but yeah what you just said about audiobooks is like that duh an audiobook renders a book into something that has its pace dictated to you right and i've never thought about that in that way because uh, yeah you're right like when you're reading it the pace is all on you bro like you can stop and go back and and or just stop and digest whatever but 
Yeah, and the audiobook, like, it's, it's rolling. Yeah. Yeah, I tend to lose myself with those. I, like, I'll be listening to it and like, what the fuck just happened? Like, I, that's the only thing I have on is the audiobook from a war truck or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck did you just say? And I have to go back. I'm like, it didn't <laughs> absorb. It's like, what the fuck? You know, when I read something, I'm absorbing it a, a, a lot better, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah I can get that. Yeah. I so get I've that. only, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be real. I've only listened to two audiobooks ever. Um, and like they're audiobooks right. that I own own on CD. Like I've never done. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So I own well, and also CDs. I, mean, I talk a lot of shit, but I haven't. I don't think I've listened to a single audio book. Okay, so I just so like, I own I'm a CDs of and I listen mm-hmm. to a lot of short stories, you know, in audio form. Right. I own CDs of World War Z and of Cormac McCarthy's The Road and the World War nice. Z like audiobook. The reason why I bought it was because. You know, I heard like it's it's a crazy audiobook because it's an, written as an oral history. So mm. it, it's a huge fucking cast. Like Mark Hamill is on there. Fucking Henry Rollins is actually on the World War Z like oh, audiobook. Yeah, cool he's like a, he he plays a fucking mercenary. Like it's you know, so so there's like all these different people on it. And so it's like, you know, it, it's it's like a super entertaining like um Oh shit! Are you book. talking about does does Rollins play like the dude who ends up working for the rich celebrities yes. on the island? Oh fuck! Yes. That's like one of my favorite chapters. I love it. Yeah. Game, so yeah, and it's Rollins fucking reading that shit. It's fucking great. So that's um, awesome. But like yeah, so the other one I've I've had I had was the road Cormac <laughs> McCarthy, and I have this vivid memory of I was listening to that like like one winter. And I was Christmas shopping for my wife to buy her like a mini fridge for her classroom. And like and I had read the book, so I knew what was coming, like when I was approaching the end. And so, like, so, you know, this is like mid-December in Ohio, you know, maybe like a light dusting of snow coming down. And I'm fucking pulling into a Target parking lot and just like fucking ugly crying in my car, listening <laughs> to the last chapter of the fucking road. Oh, yeah. Like, Okay, no spoilers, bro. I still have not read the road. I haven't seen the road. Oh, it's heavy, man. So heavy. It is heavy. Yeah. Okay, I'm sure it is. I mean, it seems very heavy. Seems like that's the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, I think the movie stays pretty close with the book. I I I just recently did the audio book, but yeah, the movie is very good. Like, um, Mm -hmm. it's yeah, and and it does stay like you know. I mean, I I don't think. Not everything is in there, but there's, you know, yeah, there's, there's a lot. Like it's, yeah, it's, well, what, it's, the audio it's faithful. Censored? Or are you talking about the movie? We're talking about the movie. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. But yeah, the movie is solid. Like it's, you know, it's, 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 it goes hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, nice. it's, it's heavy, very heavy. <laughs> and there's something about like the visual medium for that too, because it's like, you know, it on on some level, you know, like you're, what you're what you're experiencing is a story of like deprivation and of people like essentially like slowly starving to death, and like to see that like visually represented, like it's I mean it it's powerful. Like, mm-hmm. right on, man. Yeah, I got I got to read that. I got to see that. I guess you know. Well, yeah, we were talking about that. In the, 
couple weeks ago about how the the guy who did the road is adapting another one of Cormac's joints into a movie. Yeah, he's the he's the one. Well, they they were co-writing the screenplay to uh, Blood Meridian together, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so like Cormac died while they were working on that screenplay, but like my guess is it's still gonna go. You know, like so it's mm-hmm. uh, and I mean I, I mean that dude can do bleak, that's for sure. So like you know we'll 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 see how it goes, but yeah, fuck. Yeah, that'd be killer. And if last I've heard, that's still a go. So that'd be fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah, we need some. Uh, this year has been kind of uh, rough on um, like really good horror movies and really good movies in general this year. Like uh, my list, my top ten for this year is gonna be a rough one unless some cool shit comes out between now and then. It's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's gonna be a rough one, man. Like all my uh, other friends are saying this too. Like I'm not just the only one. Like it's not been a a great year for horror when it comes to like really good shit. Like last year it was fucking. There was good horror all over the place. It was hard to get my top ten down. This year yeah. is gonna be like I gotta hard go look to, at my to build and, your top ten. <laughs> yeah, I'm really hoping that. Uh, and I know there are a few really awesome films about to come out this year. Well, they should be awesome anyways. I I've been let down so many times recently with stuff. So I'm hoping uh, you know, the rest of the year gets better. I'm not even sure if I've seen a, a horror movie that came out this year yet, man. Like, what was was out? Has is, is anything been good to you? Uh, <laughs> let me see. I'm about to go back on my internet movie database thing here where I keep track of all this stuff. But uh, I think the best thing I've seen uh, so far this year is a horror movie, but it's also like an action movie as well. And it's extremely, oh. it's extremely gory. I believe it's Korean. It's called a uh, Project uh, Wolf Hunter. I think it is. I got to oh, look okay. on here. That sounds dope. And that one's streaming on a uh, screen box as well. And What's um, that yeah, about? it's about it's like this a uh, giant ship of like convicts being watched over by like uh, cops what? and everything. They're trying to get them to a certain spot, like and get them all evacuated and sent into custody and shit. And they uh. They got a plan to take over the fucking boat. So the convicts are going to take over the boat and everything. But there's something down at the bottom of this boat none of them know about. That's where the horror element comes in. I want to say anything else than that. But there's something badass at the bottom of that fucking boat. And it's insane. It's super, super gory. The fight it's scenes like are Korean great. action style? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, Extremely fast-paced, gory. This balls to the wall fucking awesome and that's i think that's my favorite so far this year and like i said i gotta look back at my list but i'm looking at my imdb ratings for the last year and like seriously the only like like quote like i i I would say falls under the banner of horror that i've seen this year that i rated highly was bo is afraid i haven't seen Uh, that yet is that that definitely a horror movie man i mean you know, I'm I, I I guess I'm probably pretty broad on that, you know, definition. I would say that there's that you know, I, I mean I, I would say it, it qualifies. Like it's uh Ooh. and 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 I don't know that everyone's gonna love it as much as I do. You know, I've been studying like psychology and psychiatry my entire adult life. I've been working in psychiatry sixteen years and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of Bo is afraid like really digs into you know like that kind of stuff 
okay. You know, like, and I would say, like, I mean, you know, as a psychiatric prescriber, there's stuff that, like, you know, like, like you, it, it would be easily to easy to take offense to. <laughs> in that <laughs> but i don't like you know i'm like i i mean i absolutely respect like kind of the point of view that that that's but there's so much about it to me that's just kind of like you know like like the problems that i've had with um with with psychiatric practice by and large is that you know we we generally it's so it, I would say like the, the the standard in the field is to kind of ignore systemic issues in favor of like individual kind of stuff. And there's a lot of a lot of that in the movie where it's just like, you know, like kind of the dark comedy of like this sort of therapeutic language of like telling you like how to improve your life when like someone is living in like a fucking war zone, you know, mm-hmm. like. Okay. <laughs> and so okay. and so like you know there's a certain sort of unreliable narrative problem too where you're just like is his are these things that we're seeing through Bo's eyes like actually really happening or is this just the perspective of someone who's afflicted with this degree of like anxiety and whatever but regardless hmm. of all that you're just like you know his his life is super fucked up so you know you don't you like you know the whole it's it's like the whole thing of telling people to like you know, like, you know, like, like corporate jobs, instead of like providing like humane conditions to their workers, bringing in someone to teach them mindfulness, you know, it's just like, Mm -hmm. like, it shifts the, it shifts the blame. It's like, it creates the idea that if you can't, if, if you're struggling, it's like a personal failing and it's not like a systemic failing as opposed to like, no, it's just like, Hey, if you're being like ground into dust and fucking like working your ass off and constantly being told that you're behind and like, you know, all of that kind of shit, like, you know, sometimes the normal human response to like to shit is to be fucking anxious and depressed. (laughs) It's not, it's not a pathology. It's just like, no, this is like, this is a normal fucking interpretation of the events that are taking place around you. (laughs) Like, you know, like we're not going to fix this as long as this shit is still in place. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of, to me, like it goes into a lot of that, that kind of stuff. And, you know, so I've talked to the people I've talked to have seen it, you know, I, I, I need more, I need more feedback because like, you know, I, I wonder, I wonder whether I'm like uniquely predisposed to love this movie, you know? So. Right on. I definitely need to check that one out. Uh, uh, that's that's one that's kind of slipped by the radar. I know about it, but I keep forgetting to fucking watch it. You know what I mean? Like, right. There's another one yeah, too I mean, this I, year. I like... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, man. Oh, I was saying there's another one this year too. I I forgot to tell you all about. Uh, this one's a highly highly divided movie. You either love it or you fucking hate it. There's really no in between here. <laughs> and that's called a uh, Skinamarink, which is streaming on Hulu right now. Oh, where, man! I love yeah. Skinamarink, dude. I, I haven't like, watched I it, it yet, like, but we just got Hulu again, so I, I I plan to watch it. I've got it marked, but yeah, I haven't <laughs> I haven't gotten to it. Yeah, that like, one there, like, fuck. 
like nobody in the crew who's liked it who's seen it liked it yet except for me but I, michael hasn't seen it yet and i feel like he would be the one who who might be into it. <laughs> it definitely ain't for everybody <laughs> it is yeah. uh it's yeah, such yeah, a no, divider maybe, yeah maybe yeah, i'll watch it tomorrow for everybody man you know um for me i i like you know you said earlier brandon about some uh, oh, about trash bumpers that you're not even sure if you'll call it a movie. Right. I like those kind of movies. Yeah. The ones that are that are hard to place and that don't really necessarily have like a uh, an obvious cohesive narrative structure. That's because mm-hmm. like you know a movie don't have to be that. A movie ain't a book. It's, no. Uh, a movie is you know, whatever seventy to ninety minutes of of sight and sound. And you can lean into that and, and just make it purely 70, mm-hmm. 90 minutes of sight and sound. And Skinner Marine is that. And for me, man, I don't know. It was scary as fuck, dude. Like, it just it, kept yeah. me on edge the whole time. You know, I mean, I am real high. I I get way into movies because I, I try to I want to be scared, you know, mm-hmm. so I am I invest in a movie. I get real fucking high and I I try to. <laughs> So I, I plug myself into that space and I really try and sink into it and let it affect me. And Skinner Marine damn sure affected me, man. Like I was fucking scared, dude. Like they were nice. about 30 minutes in. I just developed this. I just I wanted to have the remote in my hand because I wanted to be able to. I just wanted to pause it like all the time i was just like ah fuck i just want to pause this so like i don't get scared <laughs> again so that there's not another jump scare hey look there are a lot of jump scares right no but that's i mean that's part of the experience it's um it's a it's a whole lot of like really quiet creepy space interspersed with terrifying loud moments <laughs> like that shit i thought it was fucking great yeah, and if you watch it under like right circumstances, say with the volume up really loud in a dark room by yourself, dude, this one will really yeah. fuck with you. It it, exactly remind, watched, yeah. Yeah. it reminds me of like some childhood like trauma stuff, you know, growing up like uh, you know, before we knew that the boogeyman wasn't real and he wasn't in your closet and stuff, you would you know think all kinds of crazy shit. And it took me right mm-hmm. back there to that time period, like where anything was possible. And it reminded yeah. me a lot of like the house I lived in when I was a kid, like because I think this was supposed to take place in the 90s, early 90s and stuff. I'm like, man, that looks oh, so okay. fucking familiar to me. Like, this looks like right. my room, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I, I maybe I'm making this up, but I feel like I found the dude saying this in an interview. But the, the feeling that I got when watching Skin Marine was that like, like when you're a little, little kid. And you, uh, maybe you fellas have the same memory that I do, but like I remember being real, real small. And when you would wake up in the middle of the night, and just the fact that the house was quiet and dark, and it was kind of hard to find anybody because you were mm-hmm. small and the house was large, and you kind of get lost, little like in your own house because you were fucking tiny, you know. And that feeling of like waking up in the middle of the night and you can't find your family. Oh, that yeah. is like the whole vibe of that movie, you know. And I think I saw, I swear I saw an interview where a dude was like, 
the vibe I was going for with Skinner Marine is like when you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't find anybody. And I was like, damn, bro, like you mm-hmm. killed it. <laughs> That's exactly what it feels like. 100%. That is the feeling. Yeah, it's just got this childhood nightmare quality to it, and you can't quite put your finger on, you know, what makes it exactly so so bothersome, but it just is, man. I thought it was great, and I, I look forward to seeing more from the dude. I, I think he'll do more cool shit. Yeah, it's kind of like a, a breath of fresh air, too. Um, there's been some kind of copycat sort of movies like skin marine uh past couple of years you know more of the real atmospheric no real narrative type thing and they've been pretty decent too if you're into that kind of shit but i think skin marine's like the king of that stuff right now and yeah it's kind of starting like a a new chapter in the horror genre i think with this like what they call it like non-liminal or something like that that's what they're calling this type of horror I believe. oh sure yeah yeah, and I'm sure we'll get a lot of garbage. You know, you get a lot of people that think they'll watch Skinamarink and they'll think, "Oh, well, this means if I've if I've got 80 minutes worth of footage, mm-hmm. I can I can call it a movie." Because they didn't really get it, because they look at it and they just see like 80 minutes of dadicky nonsense, and they're like, "I can do that," you know. Yeah, and I so can make we'll that get, 30 minutes. <laughs> right. And we'll get shit like that because of it. There'll be like waves of people who think they've done something cool, mm-hmm. you know, but um, hopefully, hopefully there'll be some some really cool shit come out of it as well. I'd, I'd love to see people lean into abstract horror, you know, fucking art house horror films. Yeah. Totally. Bring me some bring me some more of that fucking David Lynch shit. You know what I mean? Bring me the yeah. weird shit. That's what exactly. I miss. Exactly. I like the shit. I'm not I don't figure out like in the first ten minutes. I want the weird shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Cool. Well guys, it's been fucking fun talking with y'all. Um, uh, before we go and stuff, would y'all wanna uh plug Boycon one more time? Just the basics that way, you know, date and everything like that for my listeners can you know, remember. sure, man. Mike, who you want to fucking you want to close it out this time? Oh no, go for it. Uh, just, I, I, cause I don't know. I, what's the fucking website? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Well, you know, it's one of those like a hard website to rattle off in audio because it's a it's a big cartel. But it would it would be actually fuck all that. You just just Google Castain publishing castain is c-a-s-t-a-i-g-n-e castain publishing and you'll you'll find castain's website on big cartel and then you will poke around and see the Voidcon page and and all the the info about it and the fucking photos and bios of all the weird guys showing up and and the place where you can buy tickets um Voidcon is going down Huntington, West Virginia, October 13th, 14th at the Hilton Doubletree downtown. We got filmmakers, we got writers, we got visual artists, we got performance artists, we got all kinds of weird shit. We promise something that you can't get at any other con. Sweet. Hell yeah. I'm going to have this in the uh, show notes too, so there'll be like some links down there and stuff, so... If you know, people don't check out show notes, check out these show notes because there'd be some valuable shit in those. I try to always put some links and stuff in there and stuff. So, cool, Excellent. man. Much appreciated, Brandon. It's been fucking good chatting with you, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been fun. 
It was nice meeting you, Michael, and uh, always good chatting with you, Evan. And uh, we should all do this again, man. This was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, y'all have a good rest of your weekend and stuff, and uh, we'll talk again. Yeah, dude. All right. Good Later. night.